You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. My goodness, do we have a lot to get to today. Uh, I, I'm just chomping at the bit, and honestly, I don't even know where to start. Uh, but uh, I'm going to do my best to get to all kinds of things today. Um, folks, the DNC is about to carpet bomb the Democrat Party. Um, I, and, and I say that with all total seriousness. Uh, what the DNC is about to unload on this primary process uh, is... It's going to be nothing less than a um, than a bona fide uh, sh- um, uh, crap show. Uh, I'm trying to be nice, you know. I like to be nice on America's Web Radio. Which, by the way, folks, you are tuned into America's Web Radio. This is on point with Victor. I am Victor. There is. Uh, look, I, I y- you guys know me by now. You've been listening for a while. Um, I can't wait to get in this chair and start uh, speaking to you. So there is. Uh, Tons and tons to get to today, and and uh, I'm going to try to jump right into it. But I, I do want to. Oh man, there's so many things that, <laughs> that I want to get to. And yes, we will get to Bloomberg. Uh, I've already been getting questions about uh, about Bloomberg and and what Bloomberg means and and all the and what he's doing and and how he's basically trying to buy the uh, the nomination. And, and folks, this is what I'm talking about with, with the DNC about to, uh, carpet bomb the Democrat party, uh, because they're going to do it with Bloomberg's help and Bloomberg's money. Um, I'm going to get into that. So I'm also going to get into more about Bloomberg and some of the things that he has said. Uh, I'm going to tell you a lot of where Bloomberg's heart is. Um, and I'm going to do this because it's not me saying these things. He's on video. He's saying these things himself. He says he has said these things that I'm going to go over. He said them at different events. Um, you got to remember, um, nowadays, <laughs> no matter where you are, there's a good chance you're going to be caught on video or you're going to be caught on some kind of audio device. And why these people like Bloomberg and, and a lot of Democrats and, and some of the establishment Republicans, why they continue to think that they can go out and say things and then they think in a year, two years, three years, four years that people are going to forget or that someone out there is not going to do their research and find these things. Um, folks, if you're all over face, uh, Facebook or any other kind of media, if you're on any kind of social media, and you are putting out there what you do on a daily basis, somebody's going to be able to research it and find it at that opportune time when you believe no one's going to find it. Uh, it's out there. So if, if you can't get mad at Facebook or Instagram or, or any of these other, uh, any kind of social, whatever it is, you can't get mad at the business for them because they're just giving you an avenue. You're the one that's putting the info out there. You're the one that's 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 having so much fun posting your videos and sending them and all these things. So remember that. So those of you out there who who might maybe you're in high school, maybe you're in college, maybe you're thinking about running for office one day. Remember, everything you do today will come out tomorrow. Uh, it's just like when I talk about precedence. When, when you know, precedence works no matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, doesn't matter. 
uh, what's done today can be tomorrow. So what you do today to the candidate you hate can be to done tomorrow to the candidate you love. And so it works the same with you out there on social media. What you post out there today that gets you laughs may in turn tomorrow come out and get you jeers. So just keep that in mind. And I'm not discouraging social media. Heck, I have fun with it. Um, I'm not very good at it. Um, but, um, you know, I'll take this as an opportune time here at America's Web Radio to announce we have a new uh, media relations person by the name of, of Taylor who, if you go to the website, you can see her picture. Or if you go to our Instagram, right? You're on the Instagram? Instagram. Excellent. And you're on the Facebook? Yes. Excellent. And Twitter. So if you go to America's Web Radio Twitter, America's Web Radio Facebook, <laughs> if you go to YouTube, you're going to see her on camera right now. Hey, um, if you go to, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, americaswebradio.com, you can see Taylor, our new media relations, who's giving you constantly giving me... Uh, Crash courses on social media yes. um, because new absolutely. So, so if you want to get in touch with Taylor, uh, it's probably Taylor at AmericasWebRadio.com. Taylor at AmericasWebRadio.com. If you want to be an advertiser, if you want, if you've got a show idea, if you want to be on Taylor's new show, which is going to be Women, Women, All About Women uh, on Wednesdays, then uh, get in touch with her. Uh, or if you just, if you have something about on point with Victor that you want to have, you know, have a good guest for me, or you know a candidate that wants to be a guest, contact Taylor. Taylor at americaswebradio.com. Taylor at americaswebradio.com. Okay, now let me get back to uh, get back to things today because we have so much to get to. So, so like I said, I'm going to go over some things that, you know, everything they accuse Donald Trump, everything the left accuses Donald Trump of saying, which, you know, 100% of the time almost, well, let's face it, it's about 100% of the time. They always take Donald Trump out of context, and then they, they spin his words into what they wish he had said. And then they want to accuse him of being all these things. Well, all of those things that they're doing, trying to do to Donald Trump, Bloomberg has done. And this is what's going to be funny. This is why I said it's going to be a, just a, a crap show to watch. Because as Bloomberg continues to rise, uh, these videos are going to continue to come out of the things that Bloomberg has said. And, and I'll get into some of that, but, but, but if you are a Democrat supporter right now and you continue to support this party after you see the things that are going to come out about Bloomberg and some of these other candidates, then I, I don't know if I can help you. And again, I'm not telling you to go run and jump in the arms of the Republican Party. I have plenty of problems with the Republican Party, but what I am telling you is you've got to start looking beyond the letter D and the letter R. You've got to start looking at, okay, if all of the left hates the president and and most of the right establishment hates the president, you probably got the right guy. So you've got to understand that you can actually go and vote for a policy, which would be Trump, instead of voting for the establishment, which would be a Democrat or would be a, a establishment Republican. Uh, so so keep that in mind, and, and we're going to get into some of this. So... Um, Oh, just hold tight, hold tight, hold tight. That's all I can say is hold, hold tight. So, all right, let's get to to some of the topic rundown. I mean, I, I've got such a list of things to get to that I, I'll give you a little hint here, a preview of what I'm going to try to get to today. So, on the on the on point with Victor topic rundown today, at the top of my list is, and I'll get back to this, is I'm going to have to talk about the uh, how Trump scored a home run at the Daytona race, the Daytona 500. Um, 
it was pretty awesome. So we'll get to that. We're going to get to the uh, state of the DNC and what they're up to. I mentioned this at the top. And oh, well, let me pause for a minute. Looks like uh, Legend Dave has something to say. If Trump scored at Daytona, the first lady hit a home run every time they took a shot at her. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned many, many times, take the time to write her a thank you note and just thank you for bringing dignity and elegance and class. And, you know, she was just... Uh, the epitome in my mind of a first lady at Daytona Uh, you know she uh, applauded when she should she looked great and uh, you know we should thank her for bringing uh, class and elegance back to the White House after what it's gone through for the last uh, eight years and uh, she is you know, she's just a very classy lady. The other thing that I thought was funny, and or not funny, but uh, interesting, was the uh, Air Force One 800-foot flyover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, boy, did they have to clear some stuff on that, even if he is president. Yes, uh, they did. <laughs> that, uh, you know, no matter how good a plane is, you can have problems. And oh, yeah. obviously... The uh, Air Force One is taken care of like a baby, but still, uh, I guess I question that a little it, bit. <laughs> you know, it is risky. I mean, what if if you, and I love aviation and I love airplanes. And David, you're what a lot of people may not know is you were a pilot, a a, a private pilot for small planes, general and, aviation, and general aviation. And and what people need to understand is when you're doing low flies, flybys like that. It's all fine and dandy unless you have some type of engine tr- engine trouble because you don't have the altitude to make up for a problem or exactly. an emergency. And so that's what David's talking about there is it, it is a risky move. But I can – and I'm sure we can all be rest assured that uh, Air, Force, Air Force One probably has the finest pilots on the planet oh, at yeah, the helm. No question. And, uh, but again, it, uh, the pilot can be the gra- greatest in the world, but if you've got a, a faulty machinery, <laughs> an engine problem, uh, there's only one way, and yeah. that's down. But yep. Anyway, uh, you know, and I sort of, you know, he was hot dogging it, uh, mm-hmm. the president was, and uh, I'm sure it got him two more votes or something. Or oh, at least, more. at least. But uh, the first lady got him a couple of thousand in my opinion. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, take the time to write her a letter and say thank you for bringing everything back to our White House that has been lost. And, uh, you know, class and dignity and just uh, pride in the White House. Yep. Anyway, that's all I have. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And, and look, whether you like Trump or not, it, it is nice to see a, a first lady who, who just seems to be there not for herself or not trying to make and uh, turn turn being the first lady into an op- opportunity. She just seems to be going through the flow and doing what she can as far as the charities that she's with. You know, the other thing that I, I picked up, and correct me if you think I'm totally nuts, but it to me it's, it's a pleasure to watch Trump have fun, mm-hmm. you know. Have fun with the drivers, talking to them, having fun, you know. Just he just he's a guy, you know, and and uh, you know taking the taking the beast around the track and 
just what's wrong with the president having fun? Absolutely. Well, you know, there was a day when the Democrats used to try and have fun or at least pretend that they were having fun. Yeah. But now they don't want anyone to have fun. And, and I'll get into that a little bit today. But but you're absolutely right there, David. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but then uh, I'm also going to get to Sanders and the other candidates. Um, how long is it going to be? In fact, we've already started to see them start to turn on Bloomberg. Uh, and and uh, but they haven't really turned their focus on him yet. So how long is that going to be before they do that? Um, and I don't think it's going to be long because uh, Bloomberg just bought himself into the debate for I think either tomorrow or Thursday. There's in a Vegas. There's a debate in Vegas uh, because the Vegas caucus is on Saturday, and uh, Bloomberg has bought himself in. So what does that say about Cory Booker? Kamala Harris, um, the one or two Hispanics that were in the race. What does this say about the Democrat Party? And folks, this is what I talk about all the time. When you get, when you talk about, when people ask me, Victor, how come you can't, you're not a Democrat, you're Hispanic. I'm not a Democrat because A, I can think for myself. And B, I'm a proud Hispanic. I don't need a political party to validate me. And, and you've got a Democrat party that tries to put everybody in a box. You're a Hispanic box, you're a brown box, you're a black box, you're this box. And yet, and yet, all the talk they do about diversity, all the talk they do about you've got to put color first or the creed or you, you've got to put something first other than character, all the talk they do, who's at the top of their ticket? The whitest, oldest guy, Socialist Sanders, the white old guy who can't speak a clear sentence, Biden, now another rich billionaire white guy in Bloomberg, um, they, uh, white Mayor Pete, <laughs> I mean – these are the people who are leading that party, folks, despite what they try and tell you. It's basically they're telling you the sky's not blue. Just listen to us, and we'll tell you what color it is. So, all right, believe it or not, we got to go to our first break. So you guys stay right there. We will be right back. This won't take long. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. I'm going to take just a minute to um, make sure everybody knows that if you're having any kind of orthopedic problems, shoulder, fingers, foot, ankle, knee, whatever it might be, hip, I recommend without any reservation one of the greatest doctors and offices I've ever been in. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I blew out my meniscus, and um, boy, did that hurt. And I was just fortunate enough to have coming into the office that day, as a matter of fact, Scott Barber. And he has Barber Orthopedics. He has four locations. And Scott and his staff are just absolutely wonderful. And I guarantee you they have a location not too far from you. And um, they have a thing. They have a saying throughout their office. And they're always high five and all of this with, uh, it's the Barber way. And it is. It's incredible. They have... You know, as as soon as you walk in, what can I do for you? What can I get you? And don't worry, we'll get we'll take care of that pain very shortly. And they did. And if you have a friend, or if you suffer from any kind of arthritis or orthopedic pain, no matter where it is, go and see Scott Barber. That's B A R B O U R. Scott Barber. You can also catch him on uh, radio. He'll be in. Um, this Thursday doing the Doctor's Lounge, and I think we're twisting his arm into doing a show eventually on orthopedics. And uh, 
the importance of uh, taking care of yourself. I had no idea other than, uh, you know, I got up to let him in the door, and uh, there went my knee and major pain. But I was lucky he was here, and uh, I went straight to his office, and he took care of it very quickly. It was uh, it was a blessing that he was coming in that day. But anyway, if you've got any kind of orthopedic problem or you know somebody that does, go see Scott Barber. With that, we'll be back with more of On Point with Victor right after a couple of messages. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. So I've got some comments flying in. Um, I wanted to, so we have got some awesome, you know, on point with Victor. I, what can I say about you listeners out there? You guys are awesome, but, uh, I do have one family of listeners and they are so awesome. Um, I, I just can't thank them enough. And they're also patron members. And by the way, if you go to America's Web Radio and look at the patron link, uh, you can become a patron of On Point with Victor and you can become a patron for as low as $5 a month. Uh, and you can choose the amount. So anyway, we have these great listeners down in Florida, and they were at the Daytona race. They were at the Daytona race on Sunday, and uh, they just sent me a message and said it was probably the most patriotic thing they've ever, ever seen. And uh, and this is great. And, folks, this, is, this isn't um, – you know, I, I know the the stereotype that the Daytona viewers get, but folks, these are business owners. Uh, it is a a woman, her daughter, and her husband, and uh, they've got quite the business and down there in Florida. And uh, they went to the race because they live in Daytona. And and again, these are uh, this is business owners. Um, women business owners telling me what a patriotic patriotic event it was. So. So thanks for that message. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, it looked great. I, I watched it uh, several times on YouTube just to watch the beginning and just to watch the beast go around the track, <laughs> wishing that I was the one driving it. Um, but that's pretty amazing. And then uh, I also got another listener uh, who's in Atlanta, 
and he he pointed out uh, basically what I was saying a while ago that we get lectured on a daily basis by the Washington establishment, uh, mostly the Democrat establishment, and we get constantly lectured on uh, diversity, 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 but yet, uh, as he points out, as well as I did, the top-tier candidates are old, rich, white guys. And then you've got one rich, um, angry lady and a not-so-rich Mayor Pete, <laughs> so a schoolboy. Um, now, I take that back. I shouldn't say that, but it is kind of fun to make. Uh, look, pay, Mayor Pete, guys, this is on my, my rundown today. I mentioned you, to you last year not to look past Mayor Pete. I said, don't look past Mayor Pete. And um, this guy has a great shot of being the nominee. I, I, I'm not convinced yet that he's going to be the nominee, but he has a great chance. And, and uh, don't look past him. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what Mayor Pete is doing. And uh, and why not? It worked. For, it worked for Obama. But what Mayor Pete is doing is he's he's. And what I mean by it works. Well, let me tell you what he's doing first. What Mayor Pete is doing is he has been sitting down and watched video, video, and video, and video of Obama and Obama's speech pattern. He And, uh, I mean, clearly, clearly, if you pay attention to Mayor Pete, you will see that, that uh, he, is, he is basically learning the, the speech pattern and the way Obama spoke, which basically uh, is a good inflection, a, a good orator. Uh, saying a lot of words with zero meaning. That's what Obama did. Now, look, Obama may be a nice guy. I did not have a problem with him. I had a problem with his policies. Um, and he got elected off saying a whole bunch of things with no meaning. And this is what Mayor Pete is doing. And Mayor Pete is even using the same inflections, the same speaking style that Obama used. So don't count him out. And as more information comes out about Bloomberg and as uh, Klobuchar kind of, you know, I, I, I don't think she's has a real shot yet, but hey, you never know. Uh, but as these candidates start to fade, uh, I, I would keep an eye on Mayor Pete. And Socialist Sanders, look, Bernie has got the momentum. Bernie gets the crowds. Bernie... He's got a movement, folks, and and he likes to call it a revolution. Uh, you know, look, call it what you want, but but he's got. Now I don't know if, if all these guys are going to go out and vote for him, but but the guy's got a movement and the guy's got momentum. Um, by any means, he really is on his way to being the nominee. The only thing that's going to stop him is the DNC, uh, and and I'll get into a little bit of that because they are going to do everything to stop him. And if you're a Bernie supporter and you think Bernie is going to fight back, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. Hillary steamrolled uh, Sanders in 2016, and Bloomberg or whoever it may be, the DNC, they're going to steamroll Sanders again. So if you're a Sanders supporter and you're waiting for him to fight back, you're going to be waiting a long time. Uh, that's just my prediction. Uh, so so keep an eye for that. Um, another thing on the rundown today that I'm, I'm, I might touch on a little bit is uh, – Look, I I don't mention a lot of other radio hosts on my show a lot of times, mainly because, you know, this is on point with Victor, and, and I want to get my name out there. But I wouldn't be here were it not for some of these other hosts that have paved the way, uh, namely Rush Limbaugh. And, and if you're out there listening to the news, you're seeing CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, uh, all of them are hammering him right now uh, because – let me tell you what Rush did. He had the audacity to just point out uh, 
that what the Democrats were facing right now with Klobuchar rising, with Mayor Pete rising, and with Sanders on the rise. Uh, Biden is all but gone. Um, Warren is all but gone. So you, you, and you've got Bloomberg rising. So you really, really have a race developing where the only people who, who have a shot at this are Sanders, Mayor Pete, Bloomberg, and possibly Klobuchar. And all Rush Limbaugh is guilty of is pointing it out. And and what Rush did, and this was brilliant, and I'm really mad at myself for not for not coming up with this, because what Rush had a great line, and he said, "Look, what the Democrat Party is doing right now is trying to figure out who is the best person to lose 2020 with." They've pretty much given up on beating Donald Trump. So what they're doing now is trying to figure out who is the best person to lose with. Do we want it to be Klobuchar? No, probably not, because you don't want to be the Democrat Party who has two women get pounced two elections in a row. So maybe not her. Um, and then he said, do you want Socialist Sanders? Well, if Socialist Sanders takes it and loses, does he take the party down with them? And then he mentioned Mayor Pete. And all he said was, do you want – you're the Democrat Party. You're the party of identity. You're the party of identity politics. You're the party that keeps saying – it puts everybody in a box, whether it's an LGBTQTRSUV box or this gay box or that bi box. or that. You're the party that does it. So all Limbaugh pointed out was, do you want Mayor Pete to go down and lose as the first gay candidate? That's all he said. And now the news is out there saying that that Rush was anti-gay, uh, he's homophobic, he's this, that, and he was despair. He never said anything of the sort, folks. Never did. But none of these people listen to him. They just hear what they want to hear. They just make the change. They say what they want him to say, and then they get out there and try and, and, and trash him and tear him down. And, and, and this is another reason why if you support Democrats, I don't understand how you do it, uh, because they're not being truthful with you. And again – I'm not telling you to go run to the Republican arms, the establishment. I'm just telling you, you need to be wary of any establishment, any elected politician who's turned politics into a career you should be skeptical of. Um, And that reminds me, by the way, this has popped in my head. Uh, Look, I'm going to apologize to those of you out there who are a Lindsey Graham fan, because I keep telling you to do not trust Lindsey Graham. You couldn't trust him yesterday, the last year, the years before. You can't trust him. To, just you can't trust him. I know some of you have gotten angry with me. I've gotten the emails. Um, I will give Lindsey Graham credit where he deserves. He did a fantastic job standing up for Kavanaugh. He does, has done a pretty good job standing up and, and uh, for Trump and the standing up for the Constitution when it comes to the impeachment farce. Uh, but folks. He was in a. He was at the risk of being primaried. So look, politicians like him, like the establishment, they do things to keep power. So just because he was doing his job for the past few months or past year, doesn't excuse what he's done before. Doesn't excuse his past. And already now that it looks like he is not going to be challenged in the primary, now that it looks like Lindsey Graham feels safe. Pay attention to what he's doing on immigration. Pay attention to what he's saying about immigration, folks, because Lindsey Graham, Gramnesty, is at it again. So this is why I say you cannot trust the establishment, whether they're Democrat or Republican. Um, we've got to start throwing these guys out. So I'll get back to that in a little bit. So then uh, I'm going to – I touched on this, and another thing we're going to get to is, is the rise of Bloomberg, but also the upcoming crash of Bloomberg, which is which may happen. I, I you know We'll see. Um, so we're going to get to all of those things. Um, and, and one thing I wanted to point out too, because I found this just amusing. 
If you were tuning in uh, to MSNBC the other night, uh, Chris Matthews, and folks, I've told you guys before, every now and then, the the left, whether it's the leftist media or someone in the Democrat Party or the Democrat establishment or a Democrat bureaucrat or a Washington establishment bureaucrat, every now and then they will slip up and tell the truth. And Chris Matthews, the other night, this is how afraid they are. This is how afraid they are that Sanders is actually going to win the nomination. Uh, okay, we're going to go to a break, and then I'm going to come back and tell you what Chris Matthews said and the, and the slip of truth that he had. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This will be a quick break. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. Get your pen and paper ready. If there is a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. Okay, let's uh, get right back into this. So when I left before that break, I was talking about Chris Matthews. Uh, look, every now and then they slip up and they tell you the truth. So what Chris did the other night, this is how afraid, this is how you know the the left, uh, the Democrats, the DNC are terrified that um, – 
Bernie Sanders is going to win the election. Look, Bernie Sanders is not even a Democrat. The guy's a socialist. He doesn't hide it. Um, to get elected in Vermont, he ran as an independent. And now even in Vermont, he, he calls himself a socialist. And those bozos keep electing him. Uh, there is no place in the land of freedom, a, a constitutional republic like we are, there's no place for a socialist to be in any kind of power in our government. But Bernie Sanders has found himself there. And look, the Democrat Party, the, the, the media, they've known this about Bernie. They just never thought he would be able to rise to this much power or clout. And now the truth is coming out. So Chris Matthews was on MSNBC the other night, and he was the only one that slipped up and told the truth because they were talking about Bernie Sanders and they were talking about socialism. And Chris Matthews basically said, looked right at the camera and on the panel that he was on and said, he goes, I, for one, do not like socialism. He's, he talked about uh, spending time in some uh, in Moscow, spending time in some other communist socialist countries. And he said, I've seen it. I've lived it. Uh, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so don't, I'm not quoting him. But he said he said he's seen it, he's been there, he's spent time with it, and he said it doesn't work, never has worked, doesn't work, and will not work. And he basically just reiterated that socialism will not work. That's quite, quite, quite the uh, the slip up there, folks, because you won't hear anyone in the Democrat Party tell you that socialism will not work. The other night, uh, I can't remember what debate it was. Um, I believe they were all asked about socialism. Everyone on that debate stage was asked the question, do you support socialism or will you reject socialism? The only candidate, to her credit, that was willing to raise her hand and say, no, we shouldn't be socialists, we shouldn't go down that road, was Amy Klobuchar. The uh, Biden, Sanders, well, you know Sanders would, Warren, uh you name it, the rest of them that were up there, all of them would not raise their hand in opposition of socialism. Now, folks, you have heard me tell you there is no difference between Sanders or Biden or Klobuchar or Mayor Pete um, or Bloomberg or any other any others in today's Democrat Party. I am not talking about the Democrat Party of the Kennedy years. I'm not talking about even the Clinton years. Today's Democrat Party is not the same. Um, if you were a Democrat back then or you've been a Democrat because of the Clintons and you were a Democrat because of the Kennedys, that party has left you. Um, I'm talking about Bill Clinton, not Hillary. Um, the days of Bill Clinton, the days of John F. Kennedy, the, the, the days of Roosevelt, that Democrat Party does not exist right now. Uh, that The Democrat Party of today has been taken over by the far left, and that's the AOCs and her gang. That's um, Bernie Sanders, and that's all of the nominees today because if you listen to their policies – now, look, Sanders is about the only one that's being truthful. Now, Mayor Pete, in his, in his effort to be eloquent – and speak with with the high high authority of speaking <laughs> that he does. If you listen to him, like I said, he says a whole lot without saying anything. But when he does brush by uh, policy, he talks about the same thing. He wants to control your health care. He wants to control how you travel. He wants to take your guns. He wants to control, control, control. He wants to control education. Um, these are the things that. Socialists do, communists do, uh, dictators do. 
there's no dictator in the world or history that promoted freedom. There's no dictator or communist government or socialist government in the history of this world that promoted smaller government. There's no history of a communist socialist party or dictatorship in this world who promoted tax cuts. There's none of socialism, communists, any of those leaders, dictators ever, ever, ever promoted individuality. None of them. So listen today of what your politicians are talking. And when they talk about seizing health care, when they talk about seizing ener- the energy sector, when they talk about seizing the education sector, when they talk about seizing and telling you what you can eat and what you can't eat and what's good for you and what's bad for you, folks – I challenge anyone to find me in the United States Constitution anywhere where that affords the power, that kind of power, to any politician. It does not. And look, we have some on the establishment right, the establishment Republicans, that are also too happy to grow the power of government. And they need to be thrown out as well. There is nowhere in the United States Constitution that has a clause from womb to tomb. Nowhere in the Constitution is there a clause that the government is to be all-powerful to take care of you in every aspect of your life. It's not there, folks. It's not there. So keep that in mind when you're listening to these Democrats. And again, every now and then they'll slip up and tell you the truth like Chris Matthew did, like he did. So, um all right, let me let me go back a little bit and let's let's talk a little bit because this hour is going to be gone before we know it. Um, one thing I do want to do real quick, folks, on uh, Wednesday tomorrow we have a new show. We have a brand new show that is starting, and uh, I want to mention to you today to make sure you tune in because uh, Taylor and what's the name of your show? I'm not going to. Women's Wednesday. Women's Women. Women's Wednesday. All right, Women's Wednesday. This show is going to start tomorrow at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., I want you to tune in. Tomorrow, she's going to have a, in her words, a badass woman by the name of Rebecca Elliott. Uh, Folks, tune in to Women's Wednesdays, the inaugural show tomorrow, 9 a.m. with Taylor. I'm just going to call it Women's Wednesday with Taylor. And it will be 9 a.m. tomorrow. She's going to have Rebecca Elliott on. And uh, look, I'll give you a little hint. Uh, This is uh, Rebecca Elliott is what, all of five foot two? Two. And she is a firewoman, an uh, EMS woman. So... um, Look, any of you who know what firemen and firewomen have to go through and the training they go through, it, it's it's pretty awesome. So you're going to want to tune in tomorrow, 9 a.m., and listen to that. And if you miss it, just go to America's Web Radio. You can you can listen to it anytime you want. Uh, but the live show will be tomorrow at 9. All right, so I wanted to let everybody know that. Now, let me get back to a little bit. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on yesterday. If you didn't see the Daytona, if you're not a fan of, of, of left turning car races <laughs> and i say that all jokingly look folks um i'm not a huge nascar fan i love auto racing but i'm more of an indie guy i'm an indie guy i'm a formula guy um i like le mans um, i like those type of races um i i like nascar and my marine friend if you're listening out there <laughs> i am not disparaging nascar uh, i have been to those are some of the most fun sporting events i've ever been to is a nascar race and if you've never been to one you should try it um, and then my friends down in Florida, uh, I, I, I'm not being again. <laughs> I need to be clear, be very careful here. Um, I, I like NASCAR. I just don't watch it all the time. 
Let me let me put it that way. Um, I love anything that's got a V8 or higher. Um, in fact, I have a V10 myself and a couple of V8s. I highly recommend them. Um, so I, I, I love the idea of auto racing, but again, I'm more of a formula guy and, and an indie guy. But uh, but NASCAR is amazing, and and I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of events, and going to a NASCAR race, if you've never done it, give it a shot because it's one of the most entertaining events you'll ever go to, especially Daytona. Um, and I myself, I, 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 I do motocross racing, which I, I'll touch on that a little bit because I promised some Supercross listeners that I would touch base on Supercross. So bear with me. I'll get to that because uh, we just had a big race in Tampa this past weekend, which your humble host participated in. Uh, crashed, but I participated in. Uh, so so uh, I'll get to that. So, so, so my Supercross listeners stand by. I will get to that. Uh, but let me get back to Daytona. So, so look, folks, look it up. Look up. Go to YouTube and look up the beginning of, of Daytona 500. Daytona 500 is, and NASCAR in general is very patriotic sport, and, and it's great. It, 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 everyone should be proud to be an American. I don't care where you fall on the political scale. Um, you can be a Democrat. You can be a Republican. You can be an Independent. You can be Libertarian. You, you can be whatever you want. But we're one big American family, or we should be. We should be Americans first before we're anything else. Uh, before you allow yourself to be put in a box by the Democrat Party, uh, and, and those boxes are victim boxes, don't allow yourself to be a victim. Be an American because we're one big American family, and we should stand that way because there is nothing, no adversary, no enemy of no matter how large can penetrate the United States of America if we stand together as one big American family, and that's just a fact. So. All right, Daytona. So if you go to the Daytona, pull up on YouTube, look at the beginning of the Daytona race. Uh, look at years past because they always do a great flyover with some military jets. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. The flag is waving. Everyone's standing there. They don't care if they're next to a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. They're standing there because of the American flag, because this is the United States, and we actually enjoy watching gas-powered big motors race each other, even if they do just make left-hand turns. Uh, It's a great thing. And yesterday, uh, Donald Trump arrived to do the uh, opening I'm just going to call it the opening ceremonies uh, he gets to do the start your engines and, and you know they always bring in some type of somebody to do the start your engines before the race and Donald Trump got to stand there with Melania and he got to introduce the race and get that thing get that race started then he got into the beast and and this is what I thought was amazing because it's never been done before he got into the beast now picture this because this is the first thing I thought of and David I bet you'll agree with me uh, Taylor might because Taylor, believe it or not, folks, she likes V8s as well. Um, I, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was, oh, my gosh, how did they flip the coin to decide who drove the beast? And if I were the sitting president, I would have pulled the president card because I would have said there is no way we're going around that track without me behind that wheel. And I would have driven it. But but Donald Trump got in the, in, back in the limo. But I can't imagine because one of the race car drivers – Offered to drive the beast, and the Secret Service said no under no circumstances. You can sit in the front with us, but uh, Secret Service will be driving the beast. So I can't imagine the straws that must have been pulled, the coins that must have been flipped for the Secret Service guy, or or who pulled the senior card to get to drive that beast around that track. And so what happened was they got into the the beast, which is the big limo, and took that thing around the track, and they led 
all the race cars for a for a lap, and that was one of the. I, if you didn't get, if you don't get chills watching that, you're just not an American, uh, because it, it, what it shows, folks, it's not just Donald Trump being in that. It's not. It's the office of the presidency. It's it's the the highest. Uh, the highest point in the land, and the, I mean, to lead the United States, the only beacon of freedom on the planet, the only country that really that has a document that limits the government, not the people. That's the United States, folks. There is no country on earth that has a document that says this is the limitations the government can put on its people because this is a country of the people by the people for the people no other country in the world has that every other document in every other country in the world will put limitations on people and say what the government can do where ours says what the government can't do well it it, it puts limitations and very very specifically our constitution says what the government is allowed to do and then what they can't do very clearly because if it isn't in the Constitution, the federal government shouldn't be doing it. That's the way our system is set up. So when you see that limo going around leading these cars of the most patriotic race and on the planet, it symbolizes America. It symbolizes freedom. It symbolizes liberty. I don't care if it had been uh, Barack Obama in the back of that uh, limo. It, it doesn't matter to me if the president is a Democrat or Republican. What matters to me is is the country. And, and are we promoting liberty? Are we promoting freedom? And that's where I took from that yesterday. So I get chills seeing the American flag and seeing that beast, that limo, because that that limo – Basically, it, 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 it just exudes the power of freedom, um, the motor that was in that thing, and then leading all those thousand horsepower plus cars behind it uh, with, with the three or so uh, armored SUVs behind it. Uh, it was just an amazing sight to see, folks, and it should have brought proudness to everyone. It should have brought unity to everyone, um, but of course – the Democrats are losing their mind. The candidates are out there. And again, there here here again is the Democrat Party and the and the liberal left media pouring poo-poos on what should have been a good time for everyone. Uh, there is a time when you should be able to separate politics from having a good time, and yesterday was a good time. And they can't stand it because they uh, they just hate the man who occupies the office of the presidency, despite the fact that today. We have the lowest black unemployment in the history of this country. We have the lowest Hispanic unemployment in the history of this country. We have more women working in the workforce today than in American history. So if you're for black people, if you're for Hispanics, if you're for women, you have to be able to separate yourself from the person and go with the policy. Because... We've come off eight years of an administration that had a stagnant economy. We had stagnation before that and before that. I mean, we, we've we've gone through ups and downs, of course. But your man Obama tweeted that it was all him. <laughs> oh, you know, that's in my stack of stuff today. I want to get to that, David. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because – he did come out, and Obama's trying to save his legacy, and and I can just sum it up this way. No matter if you like him or not, whatever, numbers don't lie. And for eight years, we had a GDP that couldn't get beyond 1.5 to 2% growth for eight years. It was the slowest recovery we've ever had on record. 
these were policies. Policy matters, folks. I don't care if it was Obama. I don't care who it is, but policy matters. And Obama's policies for eight years kept us in stagnation. It was the worst recovery on record. And now we've had, we're going into four years now of a different policy. Look, this is the best way I can put this. Obama raised taxes. Trump lowered taxes. Obama increased regulation. Trump decreased regulation. Obama's growing government. Trump is trying to shrink government. What is working? Lower taxes, lower regulations, shrinking government. That is causing this economy to go berserk. Again, lowest black unemployment under Trump, not under Obama. Lowest Hispanic unemployment under Trump, not under Obama. So you cannot, you cannot, if you've got an ounce of integrity or if you've got an ounce of education or an ounce of common sense or an ounce of logic, you cannot sit here and try and credit Obama with today's economy because what's happened in the last four years is the exact opposite policy-wise than what Obama did. So, again, take away the names. You've got Democrat policy of the, last, of the previous eight-year administration opposite of what the current administration is doing. And now you've got a GDP that's rising beyond 3% every year. And you've got, again, let me say this because I love saying it, lowest unemployment for blacks, lowest unemployment for Hispanics, the, the lowest unemployment for women. You've got more Americans in the labor force today than ever in the history of this country. That means more aware Americans are working. That means there are more jobs. And let me tell you something else, folks, because you're hearing the, the Democrats lie about this on a daily basis. The Democrats spend years trying to tell you that we need to raise the minimum wage, that government has to control minimum wage. Well, whenever that happens, we lose jobs. Just go look at Seattle. Uh, folks, I don't pull this out of my nether regions. If you look at Seattle, you look at L.A., you look at Chicago, you look at New York, everywhere they forced a minimum wage hike, jobs are lost. And it's also forcing companies like McDonald's and Walmart to bring in a robot kiosk so they can cut down on hours. Because they can't afford to pay people $15 an hour to do an entry-level job. It's just not feasible. And and every time they raise the minimum wage, jobs are lost. So the very people they say they're going to help, they're hurting. Now, you fast forward to today where you've got an actual economy that's growing from ground up. We have now the highest rate raising – the highest rate – of wage increases for the bottomless, the bottomless. Let me make up words. So the bottom and Taylor, stop laughing. Uh, so the bottom, the poorest of the poor, are ge- having the biggest wage increases than they've gotten in a long, 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 long time. Um, so wages are going up across the board, folks. We didn't need the government to raise minimum wage. No, no. We just need the market to take care of it. And when there's a good, solid economy growing, everyone benefits. There really is something to the wave. When the wave rises or the tide rises, it rises all the small boats with it. And that's what's happening now. So so when we get to that, when you start hearing Obama trying to take credit and you've got the Democrats out there running around trying to take credit for this economy, you should basically laugh at them. Uh, look, when the economy was stagnant under eight years of the previous administration, they weren't trying to give credit to Bush. <laughs> they, well, let me rephrase that. They were giving him credit for when you pointed out that it was slow, but whenever they wanted to point out that it was good, then they didn't want to give credit to the Bush administration before them. So – so it really is. It, it's 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 a joke, folks, and they're trying to 
they're trying to mass their message to the dumb masses. And, and I'm using an M, masses, because to a establishment Washington bureaucrat and politician, they think that most of you voters out there are dumb masses. They don't think you're paying attention. They're hoping you don't pay attention, and they just want to throw out these all kinds of statements that they think they can make and hope that you take them for service uh, for what they're saying on the on the surface level instead of listening to your own wallet and when you know out there look folks over 60 percent of people polled the other day said that they were better off today than they were under the last administration that's devastating for the democrats because that means people are going to vote with their wallet and if people vote with their wallet donald trump is going to have quite the landslide in 2020 so um i know i just made a few people cry and rush to a cry closet but look, it's going to be okay. <laughs> they, you know, half the country didn't like Obama's policies, but we survived eight years of him. You're going to live with eight years of Trump. We are a strong country. We're a strong people. The American ingenuity is second to none. So trust me. Now, the only thing I don't think we'll make it through is a Sanders administration <laughs> or a Bloomberg administration. But eh, we'll worry about that if it gets there. Uh, but that that's just some of the things that, that I wanted to get to today. So Another thing I, I, I want to touch on, because I know a lot of you are out there sending me messages, we want to get to to Bloomberg. There's a lot to be said about Bloomberg. And I, I – look, folks, okay, now I joke about the Democrats and how they keep wanting to nominate the richest, oldest, whitest guy they can find. And, and you ought to take note of that. So, But – what Bloomberg is trying to do right now is buy this nomination. He's already bought his way onto the debate stage, which is coming up, I think, for tomorrow night or, or Thursday night in Nevada. And what I mean by he's buying his way in is that he's going to try and buy Sanders off. He's going to try and buy Klobuchar. He's going to try and buy Mayor Pete. And he's going to try and get them to step aside uh, with money. Look, Hillary did it to Bernie. When when Hillary when they were able to steal that nomination from Bernie, she ended up giving him a ton of money, folks. You can look it up. He bought his third million dollar home. This is Bernie Sanders. This is Socialist Sanders. You can't have three homes, but he can. And he bought his third million dollar home, second or third, with uh, the money that Hillary paid him, that her campaign paid him for stepping aside and not making a big stink of it. And this is why I'm telling you now, Bernie Sanders is not going to fight back. They're going to steal this from him probably for the second time, and he's not going to do anything because Bloomberg is going to pay him off. Look, Bloomberg is the $50 billion man, and he's paying his way through. And if you want an example, I'm going to give it to you right now. So right now, the media is in an all-out effort to cover what Bloomberg is saying. You're going to see black um, uh, commentaries, black Democrats, black media People, you're going to see them all over the place saying, oh, but Bloomberg apologized. Bloomberg apologized. Uh, we, 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 we can agree with Bloomberg because he's against guns. We can agree with Bloomberg because he's putting his money where his mouth is. Folks, that just means that they're getting paid uh, because with the things that are going to come out about Bloomberg, this man is no friend to Hispanics. He's no friend to black people. He's no friend to diversity. Let me remind you. Bloomberg was a Democrat who switched to a Republican to ride the coattails of Giuliani so he could be elected mayor. Once he was elected mayor, he went right back to his Democrat uh, where his heart lies. Because what did Bloomberg do, folks? 
when he became mayor of New York. Did he continue the policies of Giuliani? No. With the exception of stop and frisk, which we can get into that a little bit. But what did Bloomberg start to do? Bloomberg started a nanny state in New York City. He started to ban big gulps. He basically went into the city of New York and said, you're too stupid to figure out what size drink you should buy. So because you're too stupid and might buy a large Coke or soda, I'm going to ban large sodas. You can only buy a medium or a small. Folks, look it up if you don't believe me. This is what Bloomberg did when he was a mayor. Then he didn't stop there. He went on to try and come up with ways to tax or ban sugar. Uh, and all the and and some other ingredients that he felt wasn't safe for you, folks. Bloomberg is on a video saying that poor people need to be taxed. Now, the last time I heard, most politicians go on and on about how the poor shouldn't pay taxes. And and be honest with you, folks, the poor don't pay taxes. Um, 47, 48% of this country does not pay federal income tax. Um, and that's a whole, that's another story show that we'll have another time. But Bloomberg is on video saying, yes, we need to tax poor people. And when he was asked why, he said, because basically poor people aren't smart enough to, to know what to eat and to know what to drink. So in so you tax people so they won't be fat. You tax people so they won't smoke and get lung cancer. I'm paraphrasing, folks, but this is what Bloomberg did when he was mayor of New York City. And he and, and again, he didn't stop there. Bloomberg is on a video saying that black people and Hispanic people do not know how to act in the workplace. Here's a man who said on camera that all basically all black people and all Hispanic people don't know how to act in the workplace. Folks, I'm Hispanic, and that statement pretty much pisses me off. Now, I'm not going to make a big stink about it because I don't care what Bloomberg says. I run my life. What he says is not going to affect me. But because he's running as a Democrat and the Democrats lecture me every day about how I need to be in their Hispanic box because I should be a victim and I can't make it without the government's help, namely the Democrats, uh, this ought to, this kind of stuff ought to just tick you off. And Bloomberg, look it up, folks. He's on video saying black people and Hispanic people do not know how to act in the workplace. Look, folks, I've been a professional for a long time. I've had a lot of jobs, corporate and on my own. Uh, I know how to act in the workforce. <laughs> so I'm not even going to get to what he says about the Jews. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even going to go there. But, um, but this is some of the things he said about black people and about Hispanics. Now, folks, the Democrats love to call Donald Trump a racist. Not one time has Donald Trump ever, ever referred to black people or Hispanic people as people that can't or don't know how to perform in the workplace. But your lovable Bloomberg, leader of the Democrat Party, possibly, uh, he has he says that. This is where his heart is. People, look, when people speak, especially when they don't know they're being recorded or they don't think they're going to run for an office, they speak their heart. And, and, and let me point this out. When you see a politician who's reading a statement or reading uh, a, a speech, when they're reading to you, 
most 98% of the time, that's not coming from them. That's not coming from their heart. But when they're standing at a podium or standing in front of a microphone and they're telling you that black people and Hispanic people don't know how to act in the workplace and that if there's if a crime and, and he said this too oh a crime just happened he goes well I can almost guarantee it's a black guy or a Hispanic guy he said that folks he said those words uh, so this is the these are the things that are going to come out uh, as Bloomberg starts to ascend. So, all right, folks, we are out of time. I know it goes fast. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll have lots more to say. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for uh, Women's Wednesday with Taylor, the inaugural show, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned now. Coming up behind me is Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You guys have a great week. I am out. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.